It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. How do you assess positional value with the changing NFL? This is Tony Wiggins with your Jacksonville Jaguars report here on Locked On Jaguars. Is positional value the same as it used to be? And what I mean by that is back in the day it was quarterback, left tackle, defensive end or pass rusher, cornerback, and then most people said it was the center position because of a guy having to call out all of the uh, you know, the signals to the quarterback. You know, the center is very important. Now, with the way that the game is changing, is it still quarterback, left tackle, receiver, cornerback, pass rusher, and center? I, you know, I don't necessarily know that. I think it's uh, I think it's more of good football players. While I do think you need a really good quarterback, what you see in San Francisco with Jimmy Garoppolo, where he is pretty decent, what you see with guys like Kirk Cousins is, he's pretty decent. It's not necessarily the big dog no more. And that's why I bring it up for Jacksonville, because I think that's where Gardner Minshew fits in. I really, really do believe that Gardner Minshew is one of those guys that is just very, very smart. He carries uh, the team based on uh, his intelligence. He, he, he works in, you know, in conjunction with the coach, and they have to run a good system. And then you build everything up around him. I think a lot of people are still hung up on the fact that, you, you know, you think you need this, this big six foot five, 230 pound quarterback. Um, I said uh, on a podcast that I did on the NFL Podcasting Network with Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson, I said that Gardner's not that guy, and that's why people can't seem to somehow get over the fact that he's not the quote unquote blue chip prospect that maybe a guy like Patrick Mahomes, not maybe, but like a guy like Patrick Mahomes is or like Peyton Manning was. Tom Brady was a six-round pick. And even though Tom Brady was tall, he's not incredibly athletic. He, well, you know what? I'm going to just flat out say it. He's not athletic at all. So I think Brady is sort of the poster child. Brady and Montana, the two guys that everyone thinks are goats, are sort of the guys that you look at and say, well, they just don't look like prototypical blue-chip type people. Even though Montana was a good runner and he was athletic, but it was a different kind of athleticism. Montana was athletic like a tennis player. He wasn't Troy Aikman, and he wasn't Peyton Manning, and he wasn't that big, strong, physical quarterback that, you know, you look at, you look at so many people and what they say when they do their draft prognostications and their player rankings, that big, strong guy is always the prototype. But somehow when you look out, you look through history, that big, strong guy outside of Manning and outside of a few other guys He's not the guy with all the numbers. Drew Brees is going to finish right up there with Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and everybody else. And and you're going to see that these guys don't all fit into that same category. So uh, it's pretty interesting when you look at the dynamic around the league right now. I think right tackle is just as important as left tackle with the way that the game is played now. 
Um, I think the left defensive end and the right defensive end are pretty much interchangeable. They're using athletes on both sides. Even guys that are playing the five technique, the three, four defensive ends, are guys that are getting sacks. So there are a lot of people that don't believe, and I heard a lot of this when Jalen Ramsey got traded, that you don't need uh, an alpha, pure shutdown corner. Uh, you know, and I agree with that. You don't necessarily need it. Now, saying you don't need it and then rejecting it or turning it down are two different things altogether because, you you know, you're not going to refuse or turn a guy away just because he's a great, great player. The point is, is though, is going into the draft process and going into the team building phase thinking, do you absolutely need a shutdown guy and and an alpha and, and this guy that has his out otherworldly type ability. No, I don't think, and I think uh, most people would agree that that has changed. So I would, I would really, really, really love to see how people break down that positional value thing the way that they used to. It'd be very, very interesting to see if the positional value chart has changed after the quarterback position. But. Maybe that's what we'll do here. I'll try to break it down a little bit further, and I'll go through it to see how much the league has changed. When you look at the best players in the NFL, uh, where they come from, and then we'll have some fun. We're going to talk about positional value in terms of what goes on your plate for a holiday like the 4th of July. I'll do that in the second segment here on today's show of Locked on Jaguars. Buckle your seatbelts. Your man Tony Wiggins will bring you more Locked on Jaguars in just a second. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, man, so we're talking about NFL positional value. Here, here you get a quarterback. The quarterback has to be a guy that you, you feel that can be a leader, that won't mentally let things be bigger than him, um, that is accurate, that can, that can lead and that can really show up on a weekly basis, and, and and you want a guy that you can have for 12, 15 years. That hasn't changed. Um, I think what has changed is the physical capability start, uh, part of it. Um, the running back, and I'll go straight down as if we're doing the roster, the running back position, I disagree with a lot of folks when they say they don't have value. I think saying that there's no value in running backs and sort of compounding and mixing that with the thought that you can find running backs everywhere. I think those are two different things. And I think what we've done is we've sort of blended or coagulated those two points as if it's one and the same and it's not. If you don't think running back has value, take a look at the teams that occasionally end up without one. Jacksonville had a gap before they got Leonard Fournette. They had a gap where they just couldn't find a running back no matter if they went in free agency, no matter if they drafted one. They had the hardest time. They were investing so many resources in that position because they didn't have one. So then when they finally get one, folks complain that, well, they could get a better one. The problem is is saying that they don't have value just because 
you see a number of people around the league or a number of guys around the league or a number of teams around the league, like the Chiefs always seem to have every running back they ever want. Uh, any Shanna, anybody in a Shanahan system, whether it's Mike Shanahan or his son uh, out in San Francisco, Kyle, they always seem to be able to find a running back. So that doesn't mean that anybody could play running backs. What it means, in my opinion, is the Shanahan's and Andy Reid know and identify the guys that will thrive in their system. They know the characteristics of the guy that they want, and that's why it seems like they always end up with one that can play because they do a better job of identifying the guy and his skill set to fit into their offense than other teams do at finding a guy that can play. That's the difference. It is not a situation where um, all of a sudden that, you know, these, these teams are just finding running backs off the scrap heap and they could just go get anybody and plug them in. That's why I disagree with a lot of people about that position. That is not the case. Just because the, just because the Saints got Alvin Kamara in the third or fourth round doesn't mean that Alvin Kamara isn't good. It means that a lot of people, if they knew he was that good, they made a mistake by not grabbing him. Okay? That's the point. The point isn't is that, you know, we can find Alvin Kamara anyway. No, you can't. Alvin Kamara's don't grow on trees, bro. What happens is you need to find people that know how to evaluate talent and know how to evaluate that position. Now, I don't mind if you're a team that says, okay, we need a running back, but we think that we can wait until the third, fourth, or even the fifth round, and, and we can get a guy there. Fine. But don't say that they don't have value. They do have value. They have a lot of value. You have to be able to run the ball when you want to run it and when you have to run it. You have to have guys that can pass protect. You have to have guys that are multifaceted in a lot of the things that they do. Just don't say they're not valuable. They are valuable. You just, you just might be able to, if you're good enough at it, you might be able to find find one. What are the, let me give you a perfect example of what I'm talking about. If a bunch of teams run three fours, and they don't use the little 220, 225 pound weak side linebacker, just because three quarters of the league aren't using that guy doesn't mean that he doesn't have any value because you're running a four three where you use that guy. What it means is you can wait to pick him because Three-quarters of the league aren't even going to touch him or any guy that looks like that. So if there are four or five of them, you can wait to get one later because there's no rush to grab him because, well, there's, there's just not a lot of need for him. That's sort of, to me, the way running backs are. That's sort of, to me, that, that to me describes running backs to a T. That describes running backs to a T. If you can get the analogy that I'm saying, it's not that they don't have value. They have value to you. It's just that if – other teams aren't using high picks on them, then you can wait to go get them. But when you show me a team that can't find a running back, I'll give you one right now. I don't like what's in Tampa. I don't. I didn't like what was in Miami. I don't. Last year. And you saw it. You saw those teams, they struggled because they, they couldn't run the football. You know? They, those guys do have a tremendous, a tremendous amount of value. And take take it like this. We keep talking about Kansas City, how they could just find a guy. They used a second-round pick on Claude uh, Edwards-Hilaire. So so why would you think that 
well, if we can get anybody, then why did they pick him? One of the teams that does this very well is the Chiefs and Andy Reid. Why did they choose that kid in the second round? Because they chose a football player, that's why. And he probably won't even start for them. But they chose a football player. And they can afford to do that because they're not reaching and grabbing for everything else because their roster is full of great players. See, this is about being able to evaluate talent. That's what it's about. It's not about the positional value. The reason why those guys are, are still available is because people that should have picked them didn't. What about wide receivers? I think the, the wide receivers are in the league, are, you know, you still have the alpha guy. But I think you could get a team full of six foot one, two hundred pound guys that run a four or five that run great routes. If you're going to run a certain system, you could get a team full of guys like uh, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup with the Rams. Now, is it good that you could get a uh, you know a Fitzgerald or Julio or D Hop? Sure, because it puts a lot of other pressure on the team that they know they got to stop them. But I take a I take four Cooper Cups on my team or four uh, Adam Thielens if I could. You don't need the super freak wide receiver anymore. But if you don't have that one, you better have three or four or five of them that can play. The Jags went a long time without having a, a guy who could really, really play before they got Allen Robinson. Okay, so we know what it's like to have the alpha. We know what it's like. Right tackle is just as important as left tackle because of the speed rushes on the other side. Center, you still have, you know, to have really good play at center. Guards, you still need guards. So I'm just telling you right now, that entire line is valuable. From one side to the other. Because all it takes is you to have one guy that can't play and he can be exploited. You can have four all pros and then one guy who is, is a bum on the offensive line and he'll get taken advantage of. What about defense? Folks always say, well, why would you take a defensive tackle? You don't need a great defensive tackle. Everybody needs a great defensive tackle. You need a guy who can stop the run and who can rush the passer at the same time and who's a problem to block. The worst thing a quarterback wants to see is get pressure up the middle. That's why Aaron Donald's a problem, because he puts pressure up the middle. And then he's playing against the interior three, and those guys are the least athletic of the five offensive linemen on the field most of the time. Yeah, you need it. Pass rushes, you need four of them. You know, the greater your number one is, the less good those other guys have to be. But I think you need a bunch of pass rushers because you do want to get everybody rotated. You don't want your great player out there 100 percent of the snaps you want to you want to get them at about a 70 75 percent clip you just want them on the field when you need them so you need great pass rushers mike linebacker you still need a quarterback but here's with one caveat he has to be able to cover he has to be a three down player so that puts a lot of value on the mike linebacker position depending on whether you're running a three four or four three i think you need another linebacker who's very very versatile who can play inside and outside think back to when the 49ers had patrick willis and they had navarro bowman and if Patrick Willis went out, Navarro Bowman could slide over. Think back to Thomas Davis and Luke Keekley. At some point, Keekley went from the outside to the middle. And then if Keekley wasn't there, you could slide somebody else in. Thomas Davis could go play middle linebacker if he had to. I think you need versatility, speed, and the ability to tackle in the open field, guys that can read the run and can drop back in coverage. We already discussed corners. I think you need guys that can really, really play. If you got an alpha dude that can change the game, fine. But as long as you have guys that have decent size that are technicians, you can get away uh, with just having some B-plus corners. Safeties, I think it's the most underrated need on a football field. I had a pro scout tell me once the hardest thing to find on a football field in terms of the draft coming from college to pro is a safety that can play single high. 
because of the way the college football is played, guys aren't necessarily doing things in college that they're going to be asked to do in the pros, even though the program is sort of switching that way a little bit. But a, a real good, great free safety is as hard to find as a great quarterback. Count the great quarterbacks until you get to just the very good ones. And then count the great free safeties until you get to the very good ones. I guarantee you the free safety list is a lot shorter. All right, we'll take a pause for the calls real quick. When I come back, I'm going to talk about positional value of a different kind. When you got that plate, uh, when you're with your family, you get that plate on the 4th of July. I'm going to rate the foods that go on my plate. Must-haves on a 4th of July or a picnic or a family cookout. And T-Wig's going to do that for you. I'm a master of food because I'm a fat boy, so... I'll do that in just a second here on Locked On Jaguars. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so we're discussing positional value, but this positional value that we're going to discuss is because the 4th of July is coming up. Now, my belly's going to already be full because July 3rd is my birthday, but I'm going to tell you right now what I think your positional value is, at least for me and my family, what has to be right and what round I draft certain things on the 4th of July. Here we go. First of all, the meat. That's my number one draft pick. And when I say meat, I'm going to be specific. I got to have my spare ribs, man. I got to have my St. Louis spare ribs. They come first. And I'm, a, and I'm a rib connoisseur. Not only that, I can make competition-type ribs. So you got to make sure you get your butt up early and get the spare ribs on the grill, get them all cleaned up, cook them low and slow so you can have them finished off until they're, they're, they're not falling off the bone, but you're putting bite marks in them. i got to have my ribs right. I don't necessarily need them with sauce, but if you, if you sauce them up and glaze them up when you finish them, that's fine. That's my number one draft pick for the 4th of July It's the ribs. Number two, mac and cheese. I'm a mac and cheese fanatic. I know people that tell me this. They say, mac and cheese is only cheese and macaroni. If you think mac and cheese, I make mac and cheese. If mac and cheese is just pasta and melted cheese to you, then you ain't, you ain't had real good macaroni and cheese. Macaroni and cheese starts out with a roux of flour and butter and, and chopped onions you mix all of that stuff in a saucepan when you're making your sauce. It takes garlic powder. It takes black and white pepper. It takes salt. It takes evaporated milk, sour cream, eggs as binders. Now, here's the hard part. I want you to listen, and you're not going to believe this. It takes Worcestershire sauce or Worcestershire, depending on where you come from. All right? And not only does it take that sauce... It takes a little bit of vanilla, a little bit of nutmeg, a little bit of Tabasco. Yeah, man. All of that goes into that cheese sauce. And, by the way, I haven't even added the cheese yet. You start adding cheese in and you, you sort of swift that in there or whisk that in there because you don't want it to be lumpy. And you do it until it's creamy. And I usually use four different types of cheese. All right? 
but most of my cheddar is very sharp, and then I'll use a little bit of mild cheddar, and then I'll use some mozzarella, and then I'll use pepper jack as well. You put your pasta that's already cooked inside of your cheese in the same pot, and then you put all of that into a, a baking dish or a baking pan, and then you cover with some more extra cheese and a little bit of paprika. That's how you cook mac and cheese. That's number two. So I just gave you a mac and cheese recipe. Look it up on YouTube if you need to. It is not just pasta and melted cheese. Number three, alcohol. My beverages. Cold beer, wine to start, cold beer, scotch. That's the order. Wine to start, cold beer, once you get going, and then scotch in a, in a sniffler late to go with the cigar. That's it. Fourth of July, third round draft pick are the alcoholic beverages. Fourth, got to get the baked beans. And the baked beans have to have some chopped meat up in them and some bell peppers. Got to get the baked beans. Fifth, some sort of cold salad, whether it's seafood salad, macaroni and tuna salad. But if you got mac and cheese, you don't want to double up on that pasta. But you need some sort of cold salad, even if it's just a tossed salad. With a nice vinaigrette or something on it. You need some vegetables, man. You need to throw that down. Five. Fifth round. Burgers. I'm a burger guy. You got to get you a burger. And you got to have the burgers for the kids. The more burgers you have for the kids, and I'll include hot dogs in that. The more burgers and hot dogs you have for the kids, the less of your stuff they eat, like the ribs. Sixth round. Chicken. I eat so much chicken all the time. I don't necessarily put chicken on it on this list because I eat too much chicken already. But chicken is always good. It's nothing like seeing a little five-year-old kid holding a drumstick with barbecue sauce all over his face. Round seven, the links. The links have to be right, and depending on the kind of link you're talking about, the links I like. I like a certain type of link. I like. I, I don't. I don't like the the fatty, juicy, watery link. I, I like a real good tight sausage. So, you got to have good links. Preferably the kind that come on a rope where you got to break them off when you put them on the grill and you can cook them at the right time until they start popping open. Now, the free agency and all of that stuff, all of the drinks, I, I can do it out the bread, but you, you can have the bread and a lot of other people, you know, they get all of this other stuff, dressing. I don't do all of that stuff. That's what has to be right. And that's the way it goes for me on the 4th of July. That's the position of value, and I just gave it to you. Make sure you guys tune in on the NFL, uh, the Locked On NFL Podcasting Network to Locked On NFL Draft. Man, those guys are already talking about next year already, man. I'm telling you, the draft is a sick thing. It just ended. You ain't even seen any football this year yet. They're already going to give you heads up on who's going to be the top picks next year. Did a little bit of that, too, on my NFL, uh, on the podcast on the NFL show. I talked about the guys that I think will be the top three players. That's uh, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and I can't get – Think of the kid's name, but the offensive tackle from Oregon. So those guys are breaking that down. All right, follow us along on Spotify and subscribe on uh, iTunes and Apple uh, here on the Locked On NFL and Locked On uh, Jaguars. You can catch us here with the daily podcast information for the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, it's a fun show today, man. We'll see you guys the next time here on Locked On Jaguars. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, 
Look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.